0: Today's episode is brought to you by Global Specialized Safety Incorporated. You can find them at globalssinc.com. That's globalssinc.com for all of your safety needs. Safe by choice, not by chance. Global Specialized Safety is veteran-owned and operated. operation tango romeo we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for pts injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear i am your opso mark meinke and this is operation tango romeo the trauma recovery podcast and we are rolling good morning sean molino how are you brother
1: Yes, very good
0: yourself. Oh, so good. Uh, it's great to have you back. It's been a while, my friend. Episode 75 is the last time that you were here, and I didn't have any of these fancy graphics for all our audio listeners. I apologize. I know you can't see these graphics here on audio only, but for if you want to see the graphics and Sean's handsome face, you can see this live stream on LinkedIn, Facebook, both on the Operation Tango Romeo page and on my personal page. Some of these are on uh, YouTube, too, if you can find it. It's kind of buried. YouTube doesn't like me very much, but it, it is easy to find all these shows on Facebook. Mr. Molino, what have you been up to in the last two years other than dealing with a pandemic? Because well, we, 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 we were pre-pandemic when we, uh, it was 2019 when, uh, when we had you on last.
1: Yeah, it was it was twenty nineteen, and then obviously uh, the dreaded C word sort of hit, and everything went into turmoil. Um, but yeah, no, initially it was it was it was a bit of a nightmare, as you can imagine, because everything shut down, everything stopped, everything was just froze, and We were thinking, what what are we going to do? Um, and in, in a service sort of driven environment, you know, we run Forces Fitness, which are veterans that. Um, take sort of physical training sessions. Um, You know, we do like boot camp type things. We do weekends away. And that was the mainstay of our business. We did a little bit in schools, but not as much. But when we managed to sit down and and, have the discussion of how, how can we operate and how can we sort of pay the bills and keep people in work, what we looked at was the, the first things to sort of, uh, the last things to close, sorry, and the first things to open were the schools. I'm not sure if it is the same with the listeners all you know, around the world and the other countries are on there, but certainly in the UK, the sort of primary schools would be the last ones to close um, and they'd be the first ones to open back up. Obviously, children's education is key. So I thought, how can we sort of stay into that? So we designed a programme really that went into the primary schools and we talked about health, well-being. we talked about resilience, put them through military style command tasks like we would have gone through in training, Basic training, and whilst we were serving soldiers as well, or service armed forces personnel, uh, and we made it a fun, exciting experience. And I think during the COVID pandemic, they really needed that. You know, they they really needed these. You know, these role models going in, having some fun in their lives because they couldn't mix with the other bubbles. And we'd go in and we would deliver to that one class. Then we full sanitize everything if need be. We keep our two meter social distances and all that jazz. Make sure everyone is happy and we conform with the government guidelines. And then we we do another class, but obviously a day and two our you know the 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 risk assessments keeping that social distancing and cleaning it down great to see that's ended now (laughs) great to see you come out the end of it but it's also great to see how much we grew uh, the business after the initial you know shock factor of having nothing literally zero revenue coming through the doors we've now grown the business to 400 percent growth in the last year which is for us it's outstanding we got more veterans into work they're doing a job they love and they enjoy. They're coming home smiling. I had a text message today off one of the lads who was delivering it in, in North Wales, which is in fluent Welsh because they don't speak much English up in North Wales at all. So it's in fluent Welsh. Uh, and he said it's the best feeling he's ever had since leaving the Welsh Guard since he's left. So, you know, that to me is saying that we're, we're inspiring the children, of the younger generation, but we're also putting veterans into a job they love and they enjoy. And, and, and that, that ticks so many boxes for us. Well, how many people are working with Forces Fitness? So we've got 10 veterans working for us now at the moment, which is great. I mean, and in, the pan, in, the, in, the, in the pandemic, it was, literally went down to just me at one point and one other. But when we launched the school programme, there was only four of us working with it. So we've almost doubled the team. But we cover the whole of Wales now, the whole of Wales. And there's 22 local authorities in Wales. So to cover the whole of it is, is amazing. We've actually got guys going up to Middlesbrough, which is up in the north of England, um, in a couple of weeks' time to we run some sessions up there. We've got some guys going to Swindon and Plymouth. So we're dipping into England as well. Um, but again, for me, it's, it's we've. I think we've delivered into over the last stats was around about 400, 450 schools and places of education, and around about 35,000 learners that we've engaged with. So, you know, it, and it's brilliant. The stats are amazing.
0: All the gyms were shut down, and I have absolutely no idea how any of them are still in business. Uh, just, I'm baffled. It makes no sense. But with that, uh, have you seen a significant drop during uh, the two years of COVID in, in fitness because people just were too depressed to do anything because the gym is, is a social aspect to it as well. Like mm-hmm. it, it's part of the motivation. Like people expect to see you, and if you skipped a few days or a week, hey, where were you? I didn't see you. We missed you. So there's that s- sort of a social pressure to keep going and being on a regular basis. Um, and when the gyms are closed, do you see a fitness drop with people?
1: Well, I think what what happened, I think, over here is that a a lot of people, I think the gyms are, they were struggling, definitely, and it was a group of all gym members trying to get the gyms to stay open more because, if anything, like you just said, it's a place where people can come together, you know, for for their physical health and mental health, where, you know, that could be the only time that some people get out when they go to the gym. And and, and I was at odds end, really, with a lot of people to understand why outdoor fitness was stopped, when outdoor fitness could be done two metres socially distanced, not using any kit, not speaking to each other, You could have people outdoors, three metres away from each other, which could comply with every guideline, yet it was stopped. You couldn't do that, which is absolutely crazy because that that could have happened. Um, And I know that, Jim, since... I don't think they picked up as much as they were prior to the pandemic because I think what has happened is that some people, when they've been home... You know, there was a lot of online stuff. I, you know, I don't know what it was like out with, out with you guys. Um, but again, over here, you had a lot of you know, celebrities on TV doing their home workouts. School channels are putting workouts on TV. A lot of fitness professionals stepped up to do home workouts. And I think a lot of people understood that they could do stuff. Um, at home, in a home environment, if that made sense, a lot of people converted gyms in their sort of outspaces and garages and gym equipment went through the roof because everyone was it like literally almost trebled in price. It was hard to get older, like dumbbells and everything. Yeah. But I think that some people did understand that it could happen at home. Um, you know, off the back of this, we, we're going to see a lot of people... Um, that maybe haven't gone back to where they should have, really. And I think that does have a negative effect on mental health and physical
0: health as well. And for, from no fault of the gyms, but there's that breach of trust feeling. It's not actually a breach of trust, but it feels like breach of trust. When the gym was the place that you could go to, you could rely on it. It was, uh, uh, of course, the social aspect of it and when that's taken away from you then given back then taken away then given back then taken away it's like no no i i need consistency in my life and that's everybody needs some consistency and some certainty mm. um so so many people have thrown in the towel i have no plans of getting a gym membership again because i don't really trust that it's going to stay open that we're not going to have some new wave uh so mm. i i have found out uh, a routine at home and I'm doing everything at home and it's more than enough. Uh, I've discovered arm wrestling in the last two years and um, that has just been fantastic. So never thought I would get into power sports, but here I am and uh, all the arm wrestling. How have you exercises- been
1: getting off? Huh? How have you been getting off?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm getting along good. Getting along good. It's coming. It's a, it's a slow roll because uh, I mean, I'm turning 52 here in May and, uh, it's a heck of a time to get into a power sport, but inch by inch, you know, it's getting stronger and stronger. And uh, my 15 year old son is so damn strong that we're actually really good training partners. So, but again, it's the social aspect because all these arm wrestling clubs, uh, of which there's not many, but they're in people's basements, you know, so or or their backyards or their garage. So you can't really shut that down. You know, unless you got uh, snitchy neighbors, nosy neighbors that are that are looking, but pandemic or no, we get together and in um, that social aspect of supporting each other, helping each other get stronger has just been fantastic. And really, it's the best sense of family that I've found since I was a soldier, and uh, so that that's but I think a lot of people have found their routine at home or they've gone the other way, and with the downhill spiral of depression, have just gotten um idle. And when you're idle, the depression gets worse. And when the depression gets yep. worse, you're even more idle and you're in that downhill spiral. It's not good. Have have you uh seen that where where people need to physically recover uh from just yeah, well, not I mean, being I, active?
1: I, I think you hit it on the head really there, Mark, really, when you say it's good to have a decent routine. It's good to mix up your routine and do different things as well. look can be a strict strip, but have some sort of routine and find something you like and you enjoy. And I was at a talk earlier on at a veterans hub, the small inn down in the Cardiff City Stadium. So it's the Cardiff city's a, a, like a football club or soccer? Do You call it soccer?
0: Yep, soccer, it's football, yeah, soccer, soccer for football,
1: us. You know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So with the football club, so he's down there talking to a veterans hub, and, and we had a discussion around it. And I think it's about finding something. I and mean, this is what a lot of people. I think some have grown with it, and some haven't. Maybe so much for cause of COVID, but find something you like and you enjoy. So some people, when they were off New COVID, actually found a love for running. We found a love for walking and taking photos outside. You we found a love for arm wrestling. You know, some people have found something new that they thought, do you know what, I enjoy this, and this is rather than I have to go to the gym and it's like I have to do it because that's what I have to do, you know, and putting myself away. But some people maybe stepped away and thought, maybe I do like it. Team sports, you know, I've seen a big surge in the younger, younger children now back out doing team sports again since COVID, the little ones. You know, there's, there's a couple of rugby teams in my in my son's, son's age group, and they really... I think there's about like 40 kids in their age group now, you know, trying to play rugby. and that's great it's because they've got two teams. You know, so i have seen a big surge in that. So I think that the message that people would be, and it is now, is find that something that you like with regards to fitness. Don't think it's a punishment and you have to do it because otherwise you're never going to love it. You're never going to love your life. And, and I think finding something you love and you enjoy is a big part of having a positive well-being, in your mental health and physical health. And you just feel better. You feel like you want to do it and you look forward to it.
0: For lack of options, uh, people have turned to the outdoors. Now, uh, Canada, we have a ridiculous mm. amount of wilderness, and people have been going to explore it. Uh, camping supplies, um, off-road motorcycles, snowmobiles—man, to be in sales for any of that because they are all—they couldn't keep them in stock. Um, just flying yeah. off the shelves, and motorcycles just to be on the road. Um, it, it, other forms of entertainment that you could do. And in, instead of spending all your money in a restaurant or, or or other indoor activities, people have turned to these outdoor activities because it's all that they had. But I suspect that they're going to stick with it. They're not going to turn back to a lot of the more or, idle, less active activities. So there's actually some pluses out of all this. I think a lot more, a lot of people have out of necessity reconnected with uh, nature and of course there's the other side there's probably people in the metaverse and <laughs> wearing goggles and uh um moving their avatars out and about so there's undoubtedly a chunk of that but um but i've certainly seen a lot of people turning to the wilderness which is great you know that's a and that's hopefully a um rediscovering yourself and rediscovering nature that's a good thing. And when it comes to mental health, connection to nature is significant. Have you found that 100%. as well?
1: Yeah, no, and again, we're similar in Wales. You know, obviously, it's, it's very, very hilly. You, you know, we've got the, the largest uh, range of mountains in the whole of southern Britain in Wales, uh, Bracken Beacons, where the Infantry Training Center do all their courses. It's the first part of selection courses for the SAS, is all across the Bracken Beacons. So we are you know, literally have got an amazing coastline and loads of hills. And, and it's something that we, you know, I think we, we do enjoy. And I, I thoroughly love it. I'm a massive advocate of the outdoors. I understand that being around in your nature and your green space, you know, I, I, I absolutely love it. We do a weekend boot camp camp. Um, every other weekend and it's up in Avon Valley and, and our our um, our clients are in sort of like log cabins, some of them, some of them bunk couch style accommodation like you'd have in the in the military. But it's all outdoors. It's a full outdoor boot camp. You know, we do hill trekking. It's you know what? and just, just being up there as an instructor and our team, again, it gives us we feel better. Because it's nice sometimes we're in the office, you're on computers a lot just to put the, the laptop down, get away from social media technology. As much as it's good for some things, it's bad for others because you can get sucked into it too much. Yeah. But just that day, you know, those couple of days out in green space, it's like a recharge of the batteries. You feel so much better with the sunshine, vitamin D3 coming in and just being surrounded again by positive people. You know, there's another, there's another great thing. People who want to better themselves by, you know, getting themselves fitter and healthier. But yeah, no, outdoors is massive, very similar to you guys.
0: Yeah, it's so important, and it's been rewarding to see all the people that have turned back to nature. You know, it's like rediscovering your childhood in many cases, and it has been really, really good. It is interesting, your um, uh, other major deal, uh, the Veterans Awards. There are so many within the veteran first responder community that um, who are injured, and then realize, you know, I want to help other injured. Even those that, that weren't injured, they want to help others that were injured within our community. And it's what gives them a sense of purpose. And that sense of purpose is so key to mental health, uh, to for stability, to, to feel like what you're doing on this planet matters. You're not wasting your time. Without that sense of purpose, uh, people really suffer. And, uh, yes. that sense of purpose seems to be found in doing, in supporting the veteran community. And that's where, uh, the veterans awards comes in to acknowledge these people who are contributing. Um, uh, tell me about some of your award recipients and some of the ventures that are out there in Great Britain in particular, where, um, like what resources are there for veterans in Great Britain that, uh, are run by other veterans?
1: Yeah, I think that you said that the Veterans Awards are set up really just to showcase the people that are doing great things within the veteran community and military community in Wales, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland um, later this year. And, and I think the idea of it is to to come together, to to network with similar like-minded people, showcase them that... You know, great things can happen when you leave the armed forces. It isn't all doom and gloom. There are issues we face, whatever armed forces or whatever country we serve in, there's going to be, and there will be. But all, there's a lot of success stories that maybe have come through those tough times. Um, so people know there's light at the end of the tunnel. And like you said earlier on, there's some people that have had a perfect transition, there's nothing wrong, they're all anti-dory, like and who go on to be role models as well and fantastic business leaders. But the idea with it was, it was to showcase people from the community that are volunteering, like you said, these first responder groups, um, people that are volunteering a lot of time from the community level, right the way up to sort of multi-million pound companies that are putting on transition programmes for veterans when they leave the armed forces to get them into employment. Get them all under one roof in each of the home nations because the United Kingdom, as hopefully most people would know, is made up of a number of countries, Wales, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Um, And the idea is to showcase them. Uh, and it's a fun. It was from our end. It was. It's a fun evening. It's a really inspiring evening. And you know, people just go home and, and they're happy. But it's also not just about the awards night. And what we tried to make it completely different to other things and other awards is that we we showcase the veterans who are finalists. Uh, they get invited to a free sort of certificate given day, usually in one of the castles. So Edinburgh Castle in Scotland, we use. We use Cardiff Castle in Wales. Uh, and we use HMS Victory, uh, which is Admiral Nelson, or History Buff's going to get me on this. I think it's Admiral Nelson's ship. Um, so, um, so yeah, on his ship. So we're using in Portsmouth, Portsmouth Harbour. But the idea is that you can come to this day. It's laid on completely free. It's a big networking day where all veterans and companies get together. We get, um, you know, an AV company down with film, their, all their background stories, which gets used on our social media sites, goes out on YouTube. So we really give them a platform, uh, which is completely free. You know, Nobody has to pay a, a penny for that, and, it, and it's all out there, and we promote it out there, culminating then, at the end, in a, a big black tie national awards ceremony where we get sort of the, you know, the, the, the bands in, they open it up, we have a, you know, a brigadier or a major general who will speak and open up the awards. And those awards are affiliated to the ABF Soldiers Charity, Royal Navy, Royal Marines Charity, Um, But also it showcases the smaller charities and and, and where we want to go with it, which we're almost on the end of it now, is that anything above and beyond, we're hoping that we can transfer that into a small trust and then that we can give small grants and we become a small grant provider for the small veteran hubs and the veteran projects, not massive amounts of money. We're talking around about, you know, a £1,000, which is maybe about... 1,600 US dollars, potentially, uh, maximum grants. But that, that could help some of these smaller, smaller organisations to, to get something off the ground or to support some veterans in a way. So in my end, and our end as a board of directors, because it's a not-for-profit organisation, is that, that's what we wanted. We wanted to showcase the people who are doing a great job so the people who are in think, oh, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, because when you're in and you look out sometimes... You think like, you don't want to leave, you don't want to stay in the army, you don't want to stay in the military, rubbish out there in Civvy Street. Well, it's not really, you know, there's loads of great people and, and the army and the military give you great attributes to transfer on Civvy Street. We raise money for the charity and then we put money back into the smaller grassroots organisations and CICs. So um, we sort of, that, that's what we wanted and we wanted to do it for the right reasons. We wanted it to be a not-for-profit. We didn't want it, you know, there's plenty of organisations that sort of maybe do awards that are, are businesses. You know, and they've got a lot of people that are on a lot of money. None of our boards take, take any money for what we do with Veterans Awards. It's been put together, you know, to literally promote the community and the money to go back into the veteran community in each other nation. So, but I really, I you know I talk a lot, I'm sorry, but a really, nice, um, a really nice program to work on. A lot of time has got into it, but, you know, we, I think we all love what we do and they wouldn't be doing it otherwise.
0: So what are some of the premier veteran services uh, in Great Britain that come to mind as far as uh, mental health supports?
1: Yeah, I mean, so you've got—I mean—Combat Stress would be one of the main ones. Obviously, that was government-funded, so Combat Stress was one of the one of the main sort of mental health charities. Um, there's been a there's, there's a there's a number of other charities out there and support networks that you can access. Um, you've got sort of things like we've come forward with our Veterans Wars before when you've got sort of Sapper Support. Uh, they've come a lot. They've done really well. You've got Tough Enough to Care. Um, which is another one. And then you've got, I th- what you have got then is you've got obviously the the sort of NHS groups. So that, that's where referrals and they would be people, if it was regards to mental health, they would be seen by sort of veterans, NHS Wales, which would be in Wales. I think it's called Courage now in England. Um, so they would they would see them. But there's the first sort of, the first sort of, um, i sort of, uh, say sort of first response support groups um, there are a number of them. There's a number of them, and and they're, they're small small organizations, really. Um, and they're there to support obviously someone straight away. You've got Samaritans as well, which is a which is obviously another big one.
0: I found that there it was extremely extraordinarily difficult to find uh, help in the UK. Um, I think I sent hmm. you an email about a veteran that I was helping in the UK in Wakefield. Yes, I did. It picked it up really late,
1: actually, for me. You, you speak, but it was great to see. Well. Uh, five
0: different organizations that I reached out to. Um, Four of them told me to take a long walk off a short plank. They can't help. And, um, or they could only help under certain circumstances. There was no help. Uh, The only ones that did step up to a degree was the Royal British Legion. And, the, okay, the, the the RBL these other agencies uh not so much and i certainly didn't get the response that i was hoping for cuz here i am in canada trying trying Ooh, to help yeah. somebody and, uh, and there was nobody that was taking the ball. They would pass the buck and, and point me, oh, go down this lane or go down that road or, you know, go try out this agency. But nobody would actually take the ball and say, okay, I've got this. I will find the resources and I will get help to this person. Uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> You know, instead it yes. was me doing that, and uh, people kept, kept giving me. So, is there a central place, uh, like a website, um, where you can find all these resources? That's a big part of what this show is. Is this is a show is an aggregate for various resources and modalities of help. So you can go through the show list and uh, go that one. That's what I want. Uh, is, is there a? Is there a?
1: Well, the UK is split up obviously into different countries. So I suppose where you are, I think sometimes you're going to have different people covering different places, if that makes sense. So if you're talking of England, um, I I think the Op Courage, I'm saying this now without actually going on Op Courage website, but it's being bigged up by the government, you know, all singing on dancing, this should be the place to go. I would like to think that Op Courage, um, the NHS Op Courage would have the details on there. I haven't looked on it and checked myself. And you would like to think the Veterans NHS Wales for Wales would have links to support groups or at least be able to point you in the right direction.
0: Upcourage was the first place I went and uh, uh, (laughs) they were not helpful. Uh, They said, no, we don't, we don't do that. That's supposed
1: to be the main, the main, that's supposed to be now, the main United Kingdom mental health support group, mental health support network for, for Wales really. So that's where all the referrals should go through. Well, they had a lot of
0: rules. And uh, we can only help if and under these circumstances and uh, right. what was actually needed, which was um, somebody to actually go to his home and be a human being. The only police, people that were willing to do that were the police for a wellness check. So the police went to his home for, for a wellness check, okay. but uh, nobody else would. And uh, well, we'll, we'll it inclu- about
1: stress. Um, Did you get all the combat stress? Because, again, they were traditionally an organization, again, this is, you know, that would be, would have been the main sort of call, center point of contact for veterans.
0: I will, I don't. No, if they're one of the ones I reached out to. It was so many because okay. I was in a bit of a hurry. Yeah. It was rather yeah. urgent.
1: I'm sorry because I think like, my email when it come out. I've seen it. I, I my emails on the day. I come up and uh, everybody replying. I thought we missed the boat on it a bit. But I, just, I wasn't at my email at that time.
0: No, no, it's all good. Uh, I, I sent that out to um, everybody I could think of in, in the UK. But um, uh, he does have supports right now, thank goodness. And uh, he isn't abandoned, but it's not quite enough. Uh, at at this moment, so I'll, I'll be doing follow ups, but I'm going to go co- uh, connect with combat stress and see what I can do there. But um, yeah. I, I think he doesn't want any more than what he already has what, what, through through the RVL. But either way, okay. the, the, the point of it was, um, and it's one of the reasons this show exists is that help was not easy to find because it's fractured.
1: Yeah. There's
0: all these little organizations all over the darn place mm. and um, who does what under what circumstances is not clear. So having I think
1: sometimes you're right. I think you were right there. You are very right. You're very very right because there are organizations that do great jobs, but I think sometimes they are combat stress should have initially was the main the main one. I think well, the you, United Kingdom. you
0: need to be registered but, but, with a doctor first. So you need a, a referral from a doctor. It's like, well, no, 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 that's not a support service. If you have to no, jump through yeah. hoops, that is not, it's, this is a support service. You put your hand up yeah. and say, I need help. And yeah. somebody shows up. Yeah. That's a support service. If you put your hand up and they go, well, okay, well, we'll be glad to help you once you've registered with an MD, once you've got a a prescription for this, once you've tried that, and and then you can log in online. No, no, that's not a support service. When somebody is in a flap, when somebody is in, in critical condition, they need a human being physically present, Mm -hmm. anything else. And you get a suicide. It's just that simple.
1: I think the other one that, you know, and again, it's not solely veterans and you would have it probably in, in Canada is there is the Samaritans call call line, which is which, which which is manned quite, you know, that's there, there straight away on the, on the end of the phone. So there is the Samaritans, which are there. Um, so th- there's that call line. And, and I think you probably have got that in Canada. Have you got the Samaritans in Canada? Not, uh, not that I'm
0: aware of. If we do, I have. Okay. They're not very good at marketing because if I haven't come across them in 206 episodes, yeah. uh, that's not very good marketing. But so, um, well, that's
1: a really good. That's a really. Good, that's a, because they are. They're not not solely for veterans though, but they're trained personnel on the end of the phone straight away that could deal with with with. It anybody if that makes sense who are in a crisis situation they'll pick up the phone and they'll you know hopefully be able to to talk to you and and, and give further advice where need be but so there is that side and again you said it on, you know, there's a lot of smaller groups so there is like you know, this you've got like sapper support which are put together by some some engineers you've got like tough enough to care which is a bit so there's the smallest sort of local but you are right it, it should just be and this is how it should be is one number for, if you want to do Wales, England, Scotland, fair enough, but one number where someone's on the end of that phone, it's a charity 24-7 that somebody could call and have that access straight away in a crisis situation. I think that would be, that's, that's what we want, isn't it? Like, that's, that's what I think it should be.
0: Or, or at least a, a website that isn't designed by anybody in government, because that's always a mess. And, uh, but where it's very, very simple, it's by categories. I want immediate mental health supports, mm. you know, mm. uh, and, and then you click on that. Okay, how do you want that? Do you want that in person? Do you, do you online? Or you're going to go to them? So break it down into those three categories. Then you can choose. And everything's just got to be so simple. And you meet people where they're at, because you got to remember that when somebody's clicking on this, if they have the wherewithal to even go that far, because I've called a suicide hotline, and uh, by the time I was able to find the damn number, I was already out of my flap <laughs> because I could not find it on uh, the the government of Canada veterans uh, uh, veterans help like on veterans.gc.ca. I could not find a suicide helpline. I couldn't find it because it's buried it's page after page after it's just buried in there and then you click on it, it's like oh no no this one's just not if like for after hours it's this number and oh no no that's only under certain circumstances and now it's it's like you know what th- thank you for completely confusing me because now i'm so distracted by this ridiculousness that i'm out of my flap so it worked but not the way it was supposed to that uh it, yeah. th- th- that is not help when when it's difficult to access
1: there is one more, actually, Mark, and it came to my head when you just said it. Then, so there is a, there is again. I, again, I haven't gone through the site fully, but Veterans Gateway, Veterans Gateway. Um, so, if we click on that, there is there is some details on there. Just having a look at it, it might be worth looking at again, and a point of note for everybody. So, if you click on Veterans Gateway.org and you can click on the, the the tab. So that's that. That seems to be support for veterans in all aspects. So whether it's physical health, finances, employment, housing, uh, living independently, there's a tab for mental well-being and a tab for family and communities. I haven't gone through it fully with a fine tough comb, but I, I have come across it being mentioned a few places before the Veterans Gateway as a, as a potential, what we're talking about. Hopefully, anyway, I'll have a good look through it afterwards. Could well be it could well be have that information on there. And if it is, then that's, that's, that's great, obviously, but I'll have a good look through that.
0: I'm going to have a good look through that too. And plus you and I'll have a chat, yeah. uh, off air <laughs> post show yeah. and, um, uh, see what's going on in Wakefield. But, um, so some of your notable recipients of the veterans awards, what are, what are some of the recent ones that come to mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been some great people um, that have been involved in the Veterans Awards lately. We've had, um, so Richard Dorney from Strong, Strong Mind, Resiliency and Training. Uh, so he was awarded an MBE, the Queen's Honours before. Absolutely fantastic, uh, fantastic veteran. Um, I think he, I think, I think, you know, someone's going to shoot me. If he's Grandier Guardsman, and I, I know, I, I'm not, I think he was the regimental sergeant major then commissioned as an officer so late entry officer and commissioned as an officer but a really really great guy doing some great things in the area of training if that makes sense Um, we had um, Jason Hare from Horseback UK they use equine therapy uh, with veterans there's horses up in Scotland again doing a great job Royal Marine um Injured very, very severely in Afghanistan. Um, and, you know, he, he's been through the mill a bit. But what a great and humble humble guy, you know, and, 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 and it's it a stand innovation for him. Um, there's been some brilliant winners. So there was a guy in Wales, I think he's actually been on CBS Network. I think they've been covering him on loads of TV channels in America. And he's been on Norwegian TV, built the castle by hand. Oh, wow. So he was, um, he was living homeless. Um, and it, 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 the council knocked down his log cabin that he built in the in the woods because he was living in the woods in a cabin. And they knocked it down. And then someone said, "Look, you can we'll give you some land." There was a big, obviously, a big uproar about it because he didn't know where to live. Uh, and he built, a, he basically built a, a castle by hand. He's got a house now, and he's back, you know, he's back up on his feet. But he wanted to build a castle to to provide. Um, to provide basically mental health support for veterans and that's what he sort of does now. They they do sort of like training there around mental health training there but it's also a respite place so people can come and they can they can go there it doesn't charge veterans to go there and stay there they can go and stay there with their family put their backpacks on trek to the top of this hill and he's built a sort of mini sort of castle so I think uh, there was a few people filming it on the weekend but so that was mikey allen which is another good story of veterans going a, a above and beyond uh, and then there's a number of businesses that have that have, have done some fantastic things so there's a college over here called mpct military preparation college uh, and they take the youngsters from the age of 16 and obviously prepare them to go into the military they don't have to go they don't have to go in there after they finish their training but after two years if they wish to then you know that, that provides a basis for the for the military all across all across wales um but no some really 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 good people and and again it just varies from people like i said earlier on volunteering 40 50 hours a week not getting paid for for that to sort of company mds who are earning a lot of money but just do a lot for the veteran community and and that's what it's about really just celebrating the success of the, the whole community you know coming together
0: i've seen volunteerism save people's lives you know, go, going from just feeling worthless and low self-esteem and feeling like life is pointless, start showing up volunteering at, uh, there's two veterans food banks in Calgary, you know, which is a, something that should be everywhere, but it's not. It started here in Calgary with two two different organizations. Uh, there's one in Edmonton, but the, the volunteers there, it does so much for the volunteers to to show up and have that sense of contribution, knowing that they are truly, truly helping and supporting. Um, and how has that been for you, Sean? I mean, you are a busy dude and you are all about be, all things positive as, <laughs> and, uh, and supporting your brothers and sisters. Uh, what has that done for you personally, uh, having that sense of purpose?
1: Well, I think I think volunteering should be a, a, a big part of anybody, really, if you can, if you can give up your time and to do something to try and help and support others. It's part of the fundamentals. And if you look at the five ways to well-being, when they've, they've broken it down, you know, giving and supporting is, is, is a big part of yourself having a good well-being as well as helping and supporting other people. So it, it's a two-way street, really, because I'm getting something out of it. They're getting something out of it because they're feeling better because you're helping and supporting people. So whether it's stuff like we've done, you know, we done earlier on the Veterans Hub going down and, and speaking to them, and giving them a bit of advice, and having a bit of a chat, and then having a bit of banter afterwards, because, you know, as you do, most military personnel is a bit of a laugh, and it's, it's a bit easier than sometimes in delivering a college or a university where you've got to be a bit more PC, because you can be yourself a little bit more, which is fun, but I think volunteering, if people can do a little bit of volunteering, I appreciate we've got to pay the bills, and, and sometimes, you know, you might not be able to do so much volunteering because of that, and we are restricted because we need money to live, unfortunately, in the world, we've got to pay the bills, but... Um, if you can do a little bit of volunteering and if you can give back and support other people that that's ideal and some people do it by way of raising money and charity as a sort of giving back token but if you can get out on the ground and just help and support i'm off um after this now we've finished it's going to be like 6 p.m over here quarter past six so we're going down into the the zone in bridge so it's like a i like guess sort of a youth club sort of drop in center sort, sort of thing so i'm going to pop down there after this now to do a bit of a talk about the army just to say, look, this is what, you know, what I didn't join the arm. I'm going to take my backpack down. I'm going to take my respirator down, my S10 respirator. Guess, guess, guess. I'm going to just, the- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're going to yeah.
0: just throw, just throw in, in a tear gas grenade. <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that happens a lot of the YARBY. Oh,
1: that's a lot of snot coming out of you. but i think honestly i just think it is so important if you can do something if you know if you're at the stage where you've got you know you can set up something and and set up something where volunteering is happening then great but sometimes just people want to have a chat and uh, and just be there doing that 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 could be enough it could be a coffee more than a week you're giving up and just going to go and have have a chat with some people because i think sometimes that that sort of low level sort of ground roots volunteering it helps so many people definitely
0: well, volunteerism creates connection because when you're around other like-minded people that are trying to do something altruistic, uh, that is a good group of people to be around. And the pain of PTSD of most mental health issues is disconnection. Disconnection from yourself, from from who you actually are, um, to uh, the good, valuable person that everybody actually is. If you don't feel like that, just because you're out of alignment with your true self. And and disconnection from community. You know, uh, the the injury of PTSD sends so many people into isolation where there's like, okay, I'm the odd duck, I'm the square peg in a round hole, so I'm just going to hide from people because I always seem to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or make people uncomfortable, so I'm just going to isolate because I don't want to feel like that pariah. But when you're around other people that are just like you that are on a similar mission or people that are simply they don't have to be like you just accepting and not judgmental and maybe have some empathy and you'll find that in the volunteer community. Uh, then then you have connection to some sort of sense of tribe and community, which, like I said, again, uh, I found in the arm wrestling community. It works for me. What a wonderful yeah. group of people. You'd think there'd be nothing but egos there, but it's quite the opposite. It's just a bunch of people trying to support each other and getting stronger and teaching each other. It's it's wonderful. But whatever that community is for for a person, that creates connection with other human beings that accept you for who you are that's why people tend to like dogs cuz the dog just just loves you unconditionally and you, you walk in the door and they're like, hey, so happy you're home. And that's why we love the dog because that's what we're receiving from that dog, is that unconditional love and complete acceptance that you're okay just the way you are. I accept you just how you are. You're having a good day. You're having a bad day. I love you just the way you are, which is how a good brother or sister should be. It's how um, a good friend should be. And if they're not, then they're not a good friend, they're not a good brother, they're not a good sister. If you can't be like that tail-wagon dog, you're not being a good um, supporter of others. And so when you find that community, and, it, and it's hard, but you got to keep looking, because if you don't, then you're isolated. And mm-hmm. uh, the world of volunteerism, whatever that happens to be, I think is a place where uh, people can find that sense of social connection and tribe where it, it's a safe place to be. The only other place I know of is uh, peer support groups that are culturally competent. So ones that are specific for veterans or for for first responders.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And again, you know, connecting is, is the first. And when we talk in schools and colleges and we're trying to talk about maintaining a healthy well-being, connect is the first thing that our team talk about. Connecting with people, connecting with positive, like, and people who can help support you as best you can. And you don't want people around you that keep putting you down and saying you can't do it, and you're rubbish, and you're... You know i think from our end that's something that we that we really advocate as well
0: we got a comment here from a british master sniper just let me show it on the stream here can you see the comment when i clicked on that
1: yeah sean, yeah to team up and we're together to support me in the uk yeah no, of course yeah definitely uh mark about by all means i mean i'm on i'm on facebook and sean molino or i'm on linkedin under sean molino so yeah definitely and and I don't know if you have to drop your email or anything on this, but Mark, you're more than welcome to to, to forward my email. Uh, onto the other mark onto the other <laughs> mark from the UK
0: event. bet well uh, and you can uh, listen to Mark Spicer's episode it was quite a popular one actually and uh, since Mark Spicer is listening right now I got to tell him that uh, there's a master sniper friend of mine that I was deployed with that has listened to our up episode last I spoke to him five times because he was able to really connect to it and it really really helped him so thank you Mark Spicer for telling your story out loud on my show um, rest assured it has helped Others, including a very good friend of mine uh, that that I was deployed with, but, but and and that's the power of community, right yeah. there. You know, yeah. when you hear a culturally competent voice, you know, um, somebody that you know gets it, that you can connect to, it makes you feel like you are not alone, and it gives you the courage to walk that path. Uh, the fellow that I am talking to, uh, about that found solace in the episode I did with Mark Spicer, um, the war that we were in was nineteen ninety four. And he's never reached out for help. But because of my show, he has now reached out for help. And that's a long time to go undiagnosed. I was 23 years of a train wreck to be undiagnosed. So um, that's the power of community. That's the power of community right there. 100%. 100%, brother. We got Simon McInnes on saying thanks for the episode. I resonate with everything that's been covered today. It's um, it, it's so great to have the people uh, tuning in and and connecting. And just the work that you do, Sean, I mean, and the way that you do it. You are saving lives. You know, uh, you probably don't look at it that way and you probably don't uh, say it out loud. But let me tell you from experience, the work you're doing is the work I'm doing. You're relieving pain and saving lives. Um, you're lifting people's spirits and souls, and it is so so important. And uh, there should there has to be a veterans award for you for giving veterans awards.
1: I, th- I, I, I do you know, what? I, I, I think well. I thank you very much. First of all, for what you just said, I, I think genuinely that we, as as a as a group and as a team, now as as, as the founder of the, the veterans awards. We take so much pleasure out of promoting what we're doing. It is our community, and we just want to see it shine for what it is. Does that make sense sometimes? You know, as much as I do, there's so much doom and gloom in the papers, and there's so much doom and gloom about this because it, they all love a bad story, don't they? They never love the success story so much. Like, you know, in my eyes, Veterans Awards should be on TV somewhere. You know, that should be what she's putting out there. Look at these guys and what they've come through. This is what should be happening. But instead, they'll put something else about soldier prosecution in Northern Ireland, or they'll put something else about something really bad, you know. Let's celebrate the success stories are coming through so that people know. That it can happen, it isn't doom and gloom. You know, there is there is places that, you know, and people you can reach out to, there is people from the Veterans Awards that you could talk to if need be. You know, there's there are these role models out there that if you want to come out and you wanna transition into, I'm just gonna say, I don't know the fitness industry because I work in it, it's an easy one, then come and speak to me. You know, just pick the phone up, email me, I've got loads of time, my advice is free. I'll say, look, do you could do this or do that or do this, you know? But there's loads of people out there that can do that, and that's why we wanted to showcase these Veterans Awards to Say, look, you know, reach out to these people, and anyone that's won a veterans award or been part of the veterans awards, I know will help and support because they wouldn't have received that otherwise, if that makes sense. So, um, and, and that's what it should be about, shouldn't it? Create and you just said it creating a support network within each nation of positive, like minded people that can help and support you where, where need be and, and, and if need be.
0: On this show, we've had uh, several stories of people that just extreme stories that went from homeless, drug addicted um, life of crime to pretty much being a superhero, <laughs> you know, and, and, and live in the life of, of, of Riley. Uh, is there, out of all the people that, um, uh, that you've connected with, is there a story that sticks out for you of somebody that went from absolutely, a, a horrendous life to recovery and, um, and becoming a, a beacon of light and hope?
1: Oh, I, I mean, there, there, there is a lot. There's a lot of people. So I think there was, we talked about Mike Yallen with the homelessness and the, And I mean, for that to be covered by so many different news networks, and not just in the UK, you know, it's been on every main news station in the UK, but we we'll CBS coming over from America to do filming over there. And he's been on many series. I think that that story in itself is 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 a big one. There's there's another, there's another gentleman, I think he's a, he's a finalist of, uh, in the Veterans Awards, who was um, a heroin addict. Uh, before he joined and joining up, the, the military sort of saved his life, if that made sense. So there was another story of coming from drugs, going into the military. Um, I think those two probably, on the, on, and now you've just sort of fast-forwarded me a bit, Mark, but those two, um, those two stick in stick in my mind, are ones that just sort of, you know, are ones that are big, if that makes sense. But there's so many other people that have been through so many other situations that have, that have come out and found transition hard. And they found their solace in, in really trying to, get into an industry that they love and they enjoy. And I think that's another thing that we're not taught on resettlement is that when you come out, it's get a job, go for money, get a job. And I think really someone should be sat there going, what do you really like? Yeah. What do you like from life? You know, and and you know, what would you love to do? Because you're going to spend most of your time in work to start with, unless you're setting your own business up. But you're going to spend most of your time in work then anyway because it's going to take time to build. But just find something you love and enjoy because that's most of the time you're going to be spending your your time in that job. And I think that's what would help us people a lot more rather than just being pushed into any job. Because I don't know, I think that's the sort of feeling you're in your league. Like, right, what are you going to do? Right, you were infantry, you can go do close protection. Right, you were RLC, logistics, you can drive. You know, it's like... no. You've got other attributes and other skills that we've learned along the way that can, you know, let's do something you love and you enjoy. And that's a that's a message I want to get out to everybody, definitely.
0: Love, enjoy, and provides a sense of either purpose, meaning, or both. Because if um that's part of the difficulty of transition, Sean. You are working for the big green machine. And with multi million dollar equipment, you know, it's like that uh, in the Rambo movie speech. I was driving million dollar equipment and now I can't even keep a job parking cars. And uh, but that spe- that Rambo speech is so bloody true. You know, you, you go from uh, having just so much life and death responsibility and all this super high speed, low drag uber gucci kit and to um like okay now i'm useless (laughs) that's that's a pretty big gap so if you're doing something that uh is purposeful where you have a sense of service and contribution it doesn't have to be a high adrenaline occupation it just has to feel like what you matters whatever that means for the individual everybody's different but Mm. if you have that that Mm. individual sense of purpose a sense of i matter i'm contributing i'm making somebody else's life better um that is way more important than the dollar sign if you're if you're getting all kinds of dollars but have no sense of contribution uh that only feeds your ego it doesn't feed your soul
1: yeah no I, i i definitely agree with that and it points me back a bit to. To what we said earlier on, I think at the start, one of the one of the, the, the guys who just started working with me, you know, he's up in North Wales delivering obviously delivering on a home language in Welsh and you know, he left the military, he's working somewhere else at the moment, That doesn't, you know, he's frustrated, he doesn't like it, he felt there's not much massive sense of purpose. You no know, message today to say he's the best I've ever felt since leaving the Armed Forces, you know, and he's been out a good, you know, six, 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 seven years maybe. So it's, it's it's crazy. And that's it. Find something you love and you enjoy. And I, I love fitness. I love that side of it. I like inspiring children from Forces Fitness. We love, you know, we want to try and say, you know, again, that's another another area of people that could be getting scared, you know. So we want to try and inspire the next generation to it, so they can achieve great things. It's not pass, fail, exam, you must do this, you must do that. they got to open their mind a little bit to understand that, You know, you can't, you could, you could set a business up at 16 years of age, you know, this, let's get this entrepreneur skills flying in their mind and understand that a good health and well-being. you know, can inspire you to do great things. It is no sunshine and rainbows though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just all like (laughs) fluffy hands and all life's great. Don't worry about it. You know, there are ups and downs. You're going to lose. You're going to fail. And that's what happens on the sessions we deliver. Some of them are losing. Some of them are going to fail. And if they sulk about it, they'll come pick yourself up. That's it. Don't worry about it. We go again next time, you know? And, and again, that's, that, that's fundamentally key in life, these sort of core values. But find something you love, you enjoy again, and find yourself a purpose for is, and that's what, I'm, I'm lucky, I think. I'm a very lucky person because that's what the business is based around. And I am surrounding myself with veterans who are very like-minded like me who love it. And we all get on really well. We go out to our socials and we went up took them out about airsofting. It was my first time ever airsofting. Stayed away from it really being a shooting real gun. So I didn't thought it wasn't my cup of tea, but I went there and it was a good laugh. It was good fun. <laughs> we do our socials and it's fun. And the Veterans Awards, you know, we wouldn't have set that up if we didn't, it didn't enjoy what we do for the community. So it's, it is finding that thing you love and you enjoy.
0: Another message for you here from Simon McInnes on the screen for you. So he sent you a Facebook request to connect with you and, and, and learn more.
1: Fab. Thanks, Simon.
0: Yeah, you bet. Uh, now, last we spoke at episode 75, a couple of years ago, um, you, were ta- you were talking about having a Veterans Awards Canadian edition. Uh, has there been any traction on that?
1: Not at the moment because we've just come out of COVID. However, this is something that someone might want to get in touch about. So we've managed to help and support and, and um, help someone support. And we've set up, not solely me, but I've helped support and set up the Northern Ireland Veterans Awards. So that will be happening later this year. So this is where you and the power of your podcast could come in because what I would like to do is it's something we would love to do. We've got the blueprint for it. Uh, we know how it's run. We know it can be run. Um, we're just probably going to need some people potentially that would like to maybe link in and, and, and get it going on really in, in Canada. So if there's people out there that maybe, you know, have got an experience in the, um, it could be the events industry. It could be a military veteran. It could be anyone, to be honest with you. As long as you've got a drive to help and support the community and you can you know, get things in order. We've got the blueprint here. I, I'm happy to, you know, get that going on over there, either as a, you with us, or even as a separate entity for somebody, and then the community and network, veterans community in Canada to, to grow and set up as a, similar to what we've done here, a not-for-profit organisation if they wish to, and then they can do exactly what we've done. But use our blueprint, use the branding, and then we've got the Canadian Veterans Awards. That's my thought about thought process about it, which would be the easiest way logistically to do it, rather than me trying to fly out to Canada all the time. <laughs> I don't think that would work; <laughs> it's a bit too far. But let's get it on, then. I think it would be. I think it's ideal because we originally wanted it, and it was growing, it was growing, it was growing. At one point, before before in twenty nineteen, COVID hit, and a lot of things have changed since then. As you can imagine, with regards to us. Um, Well, with everything, really, Forces Fitness has gone a different direction. The company's grown massively, but I'm so busy with that. This is why I sort of, we help support in Northern Ireland. It's off the ground. It's run as a slight separate entity in Northern Ireland. But from my end, I just wanted to get a Northern Ireland Veterans Awards off the ground. It doesn't matter that who's running it. Does that make sense? So we've got someone, Jason's running that up there. There's nothing stopping someone in Canada doing it. And in, in all fairness, it makes complete more sense because if a Canadian veteran could help, support, and they could be the person that is the sort of, you know, the, the key figure there, then they can pick my brains with logistics, set up, costings, how we approach everything, and that information can be, can be given out as well. So if anyone's interested in that, please do, please get in touch, because I'd love to see, I'd love to see it out there, and I'd love to see that sort of, to grow into other, other, um, other nations as well. I would love to see
0: that as well, it'd be outstanding. Sean, we're, at, we're pretty much at time. Uh, thank you, brother, so much. It's uh, always good to connect with you, and really enjoyed having you on today.
1: No, thank you very much, and well, thanks to everyone else as well. It's, um, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you on uh, the other side of the pond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, stay on the line. Let's chat off air a little bit. And um, thank you for being on. You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. Today's episode is brought to you by Global Specialized Safety Incorporated. You can find them at globalssinc.com. That's globalssinc.com for all of your safety needs. Safe by choice, not by chance. Global Specialized Safety is veteran-owned and operated.